Welcome to the Be Free RE podcast, where you learn how to make your job optional. I'm your host, John, who's just getting started on his journey. But in the last year, I moved across the country, bought four apartments, make money as a landlord, no longer pay rent, and I have my first child. I'm joined by your co-host and my guide, Tony Angotti, who in five years quit his job and now manages over 80 units through a combination of house hacks, flips, and partnerships. So with that, let's jump into how you can do less of what you have to do and more of what you want to do. All right, Tony, welcome back to another episode. What's going on with you? You just hit me with the fastest countdown. I am not ready. I was you cut into some key pen twirling time. Oh, well, uh, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Uh, on- yeah, well, anyway, I'll do the host job. So today we have a bit of a weird, uh, a bit of a weird episode. Um, we are out of questions today, so we need your questions. It's like a blood drive, but far less important for the world. If you can please call in 412-212-8366, 412-212-8366. I said that really fast, like the drug disclosures, like may cause vomiting, diarrhea, sore mouth, but I can't even say it that fast. I can't think of any symptoms. Questions um, get answered. Money in your pocket. So this is, yeah, this is why I don't do the host job because I just I just trail off. But we're going to do a deal a deal analysis episode. How's, how does that sound? That sounds great. I think it's something we're overdue for. Uh, we probably need to do that, and we also probably need to talk about how to run comp. So anyway, uh, yeah, tell me about your deal, Tony. So basically, I, I just recently completed a deal. It was actually featured in the newest Bigger Pockets book, which is cool. That is cool. Um, Congratulations. They, thanks. It was all my partner's work. I didn't even know it was going to be featured. He like filled out some information, and it's <laughs> on the investing with no and low money down. Like It's printed out in there. All right. That's people's um, favorite kind of investing, so that helps too. <laughs> Indeed. So is this so, residential or commercial? commercial 10 units Hmm. so the way that i found this deal and um was very informal i quit my job and like my last day of work a guy that i work with said hey i got this apartment building blah 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 and then i said that's great and he's like so cool that you're quitting to do this and i was like yeah that's awesome would you think about selling your apartment building and he's like well i guess when do you want to see it we went over and looked at the building and it was actually his um his father had constructed the building oh cool so i think that it was important to him that he found somebody that he thought would take care of it yeah which i knew him pretty well and this is just an example of like personal relationships leading to deals which is kind of the you know i think that that networking is key to finding good deals a big three Um, line on the tony narrative yeah yeah there you go uh what did you call them before be free re principles (laughs) i don't don't know but sure that's what we'll call them now (laughs) yeah you called them the be free re principles in the past i know you did we have to we have to make like a instagram graphic like top 10 be free re principles networking will be like number five it's not number one first one is be free second one is re all right anyway (laughs) fuck up okay so so yeah so i talked to him went to his property um the units were very just like kind of dinky rental grade they weren't upgraded Mm -hmm. he you know the building wasn't losing money for him because he had just kind of inherited it however it couldn't have been making that much money because he didn't really have money to or the gumption to kick people out um to like get his rents up 
Mm-hmm. At the time, and this is not an example of how to market your properties, all of his apartments were rented for somewhere between like three fifty and four fifty an apartment in an area where the market rent was seven fifty wow. for the same apartment. And when I was talking to him, he was all happy because he was like, We barely have any vacancies and when we do it's so easy to fill them. And I was like, Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you're half of market rent, it is going to be very yeah. easy to fill them. Price for everything, everything for a price, yeah. In his defense, he did have very high quality tenants because most of them were elderly. And the reason that they were elderly was because the only place he advertised his apartments was in the newspaper. The paper, yeah. Cool. So he literally took out newspaper ads and that was the only way he found tenants, which is not the most modern uh <laughs> yep. modern, you know, <laughs> example. Yep. So we we actually when we went to the bank, they had a hard time qualifying the property for a loan so it was like it was way below their dscr their debt service coverage ratio mm-hmm. because he was renting it for so little yeah yeah so we actually got him to agree to do a seller finance note in the second position after the bank to cover some of the money and we set the interest rate really high so that the principal payment would be low enough to still help us qualify for the uh for the loan so that's how we ended up buying it. We bought it for $250 principal, $300,000 if you include his like, we worked, it was $200,000 bank loan and $100,000 total to the seller on his like second position note. So that was $50,000 principal and $50,000 interest. Um, okay. I'm getting in the weeds. So that's all the purchase stuff. Uh, yeah. Do you have any any questions, comments? Mm, no, I think well, that's probably maybe a little too in the weeds there so, so what was your all-in purchase price uh two hundred and fifty thousand dollars and that's for 10 units that you said market was 700 800 750 yeah 750 sounds pretty good so far using some back of the envelope numbers there yep and it only generated maybe thirty seven hundred dollars a month when we bought it when you bought it so, so this isn't with the tenants in place and the rents so right after we bought the building we sent a notice to everybody in the building that said when your renewal comes up it's going up to six hundred dollars a month like wherever you are now we're giving you the option to leave if you want to stay when you renew your rent goes up if you want to leave leave now we had three people leave from that and everybody else just took the six hundred dollar increase so without any money in we you know almost doubled the income of the building yeah (laughs) so that was super easy just something that the old owner wasn't willing to do um because he didn't he didn't want to renovate the units um and obviously our plan was to renovate the units Mm -hmm. um the money for purchase and the money for the renovations came from my business partner and he's in hawaii so just an example of like partnerships too and working well there's a lot of things to dig into on this but we're kind of just covering the top level so when the people left i this was one of my first apartment buildings so i actually sweat equity did the labor to renovate all the vacant units they took far too long it was the example to me of why i should just hire somebody because 
it took me like one of the units i think took me three months and they're like 800 square foot units <laughs> the, the the property's just it's like a 50 minute drive from my house so every time i went mm. it was like go for the whole day basically and yeah. if i could only go for like an hour it wasn't worth it um so we ended up renting the vacant units for 750 a month um today with because we've had some of those original people leave we're right around seven thousand dollars a month in income that's great and we're refinancing the property we just got the appraisal back and everything and we're actually going to be able to pull out two hundred thousand dollars and that's going to pay off all of the all of the debt in our whole portfolio for that company including other properties it's going to pay off all of my partners money in it's going to pay off the private note and then we're going to be um we'll be making like fifteen hundred dollars a month in cash flow and that's with a lot of money still getting put into the kitty fund for improvements down the road all right um, Sounds so, fantastic. Yeah. So it's a great example of like a value add type thing. I mean, we're going to be making really great cash flow on that, um, even with with the uh, with the new loan and everything. The payment actually only went up four hundred dollars a month because we're the seller interest. Or the seller second note was such high interest rate um, that that was still about the same payment. Got it. So I guess what from this deal have you learned that uh, you kind of carry forward into what you do now? So what did you what did you learn that informed how you do things differently now? A couple things. So number one, like I said, doing the work myself was not worth it. Mm-hmm. I We would have gotten to the point of refinance a lot faster had I not done a lot of the work myself. And after doing two of the units, we started just turning it over to contractors and that accelerated everything. So that was number one. Um, a number two thing that I think when I was newer and also I see new investors make this mistake all the time is they view a property for what it is when they're buying it. Like in a seller's market, the way that things are now, if you don't have any vision to see what a property can be, you're not going to be buying any properties because very few properties like pencil out day one. I mean, I unless you're in a rough neighborhood, I don't usually see properties that make that have great numbers day one because I tell people about properties like this one all the time and they ask like, well, how do I find that? And I always have to tell people you don't find it. You have to make it because like if you're not going to put the work in to kind of turn the building around, you're just going to have to settle for turnkey properties or mediocre performing properties. So that's really the only way right now, I think, to to make real estate work with the outsides outsized returns that people talk about. And um, that's important to keep in mind if you're like a newer investor is that you really have to make your deals, not just have them appear to you. So yeah, that's great. Okay. Those are, those are two of the biggest things. All right. I like it. And then I guess overall with this property, what are your plans for it in the future? ATM machine. (laughs) Yeah. You're just going to hold it and be very happy. Yeah. We're just going to hold it and keep cash flowing. Um, that's the that's the long term plan because my part all of my partner's money will be out. We both have no no capital left in the building anymore. So at this point, the returns are infinite. I mean, it's not like you know, it's also not in an area where it makes sense to sell. I mean, it's not a bad area, but it, you also don't buy buildings in this area for the appreciation. So it's more like a cash flow area. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's almost like I mean, fifteen hundred dollars a month. That's like a vacation fund. So I can just use that to fund whatever vacations I want to do in the future or reinvest it or whatever. 
Uh, it doesn't hurt. I would agree with you there. Yeah. Well, that sounds great. Uh, very cool. I, I hope to get one of those myself. That sounds wonderful. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, I think with that, let's transition into something we learned this week. Uh, do, all right. Do you have anything you want to talk about? If not, I'll jump in. You get to go first. Yeah, all right. That sounds fair. So for me, I think we always talk about what we're really relearning. But what we relearned is just how much it's worth it to really vet your tenants and take your time getting the right tenant rather than just filling things for vacancy. Uh, you know, we have some friends that also do what we do and they're talking about their headaches. And even for us, we looked at a couple people that were like personal trainers and then they were kind of like 1099 slash W2 contractors. And uh, we decided not to put them in the building. And now that we're in COVID times, we weren't really thinking that COVID would happen, but it was like, well, what happens if this person gets hurt or sick? You know, they can't do their job at all. They're not going to have health insurance, et cetera, et cetera. So we have had almost a completely easy last couple months because we really selected our tenants thoughtfully, slowly, uh, and we ate, you know, extra vacancy and did extra tours and all the annoyances. So, uh, you know, even though it costs us some money, the peace of mind and just some of these like non-measurable benefits of having good tenants have been uh, really worth it. So there's things you want to move quickly with and then things that it really pays to take your time with. And, you know, dating, dating slowly with your tenants has been awesome for us. <laughs> nice. Dating slowly. Yeah. I feel like, like with, with tenants, though, you just kind of get married. Yeah. I mean, that's the issue. <laughs> for a year which i guess isn't all that different than many marriages in the united states unfortunately yeah it's <clears throat> boy heavy one um on a high note yeah uh so something that i learned this week oh okay so in these apartment buildings we came up with a good plan um we had somebody they've ruined the ceiling below them this is the third time now what? with like they fill up the tub and their kids play very aggressively in the tub and the water spills over and damages the ceiling below wow so this last time it wasn't that problem but they've done that twice the last Last time it was just the overflow on the tub was uh I don't know wasn't wasn't working <laughs> working yeah so when the when they let the all the water hit the tub overflow it leaked down below so now this ceiling needs to be done for a third time so we finally have a handyman that's on staff which is awesome can't recommend that more it's like improving the quality of everything already even in just two weeks um but i told him that anytime we renovate units like anytime there's a vacancy in the bathrooms he just needs to learn how to put in drop ceiling because in every bathroom we're just gonna put that like higher quality nicer looking drop ceiling it's like that plastic celluome or celluome drop ceiling tile or whatever it's on home depot um sponsored by drop ceiling tiles uh but we're but we're gonna do that because with that plastic tile if there's a leak you just wipe off the tile and it's like no harm no foul and in apartment buildings where the units are stacked you get leaks on the ceiling in bathrooms all the time hmm. there's at least 
10 apartment buildings now of the 10 there's at least five or six ceilings a year that get leaked on that we have to fix for one reason or another and every time it's like a 600 dollars drywall bill to redo the ceiling so it's like let's just do these drop ceilings and then never think about it again yeah all right this team brought to you by Celium. get your tiles <laughs> luxury drop ceiling tiles i like it cabinet jacks are not useful to put those in they have their purpose however no this sounds more like a drywall lift situation but we're we're doing away with that yeah yeah no more drywall lifts for you uh hopefully you didn't need a whole drywall lift but maybe you do man those are some they need to learn how to take a bath i don't know what to say about that. i don't even think you could fit a drywall lift in a bathroom no I, not in my bathrooms <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you would need like a, a bathroom for a king. And I'm not I'm not living that king lifestyle yet, so not yet. You need a couple more of those off market, hey my dad built this and I don't like to raise rent kind of deals. Yeah. I guess I could just not use it as a vacation fund. If I think about it, calling it a vacation fund makes it sound like I go on a very exorbitant vacation. Yeah. I mean fifteen hundred dollars a month. <laughs> I like Yeah, that's like a like an eighteen thousand dollar vacation every year. I uh, I don't have that kind of money. Well <laughs> apparently you do, but you don't have that kind of lifestyle. So no. there you go. All right. Which well, you just plug the B free RE principles. Uh there you go. <laughs> Live below your means principle number 5952 oh man all right we'll do one principle show from now on all right well i think uh with that we're just gonna plug the phone number on the way out so call in with your questions 412-212-8366 hit us up at at b3re on all the major social medias tony's 412 agent um that's all i got Anything else? Yep. Uh, I guess because I took the host job, you took the phone number job. So all good. All right. Sure. Carry that burden. All right. See you next time, everybody. Bye.